It is Sam Sermons with another episode of What Do I Do Now? Season 3. And I wanted to drop this last night, but I also wanted some time to process because there's not a lot of processing that goes on when there's someone of fame or notoriety that has an untimely death. And part of my job as a producer on a number one rated afternoon show in Atlanta, Georgia, market number seven, is to make sure that we are up to date with everything going on. So when I saw that Rakim Hashim Allen, better known as recording artist PNB Rock, was shot at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles out in L.A. and unfortunately passed due to his injuries sustained in a robbery. I'm going to be honest, it bothered me. He was out eating at a restaurant that a lot of people go to on the West Coast. Whenever they're in town, you definitely go get the Obama special at Roscoe's. He was with this girl, minding his own business, and unfortunately lost his life there being killed over the jewelry he had on. But to be honest, for me and how I received it, it made me instantly think of young Dolph, who he also lost due to gun violence. Minding his own business at a cookie shop, he had no problem sharing and promoting and helping that local black business in Memphis. And basically, the initial thought I've had this entire time for the last 24 hours, is black men deserve to get old. He was only 30 years old. Young Dolph died at the age of 36. Nipsey Hussle died at the age of 33. Gun violence. Outside a store, he started on his own block. These black men and a lot of black men that don't get the headlines because they're not rappers deserve the chance to get old. And that was taken from them. So what I want to make this episode centered around is mortality. How do you handle it? How do you consume it? Because for me, losing a lot of people close to me at different stages of my life is affecting me differently. So I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough not to have lost a lot of immediate family members growing up. I believe like the first family member's funeral I remember attending was my great aunt. And I remember driving cross country with my mom, my brother, and a close family friend getting us down there because we couldn't fly at that point in time. We just like, we had to get down there for this funeral. And I remember my great aunt Margaret spending time with her whenever we went to Albuquerque, making sure we stopped by. And I would hear the stories about how she was on TV and won a few prizes from Wheel of Fortune. But around that age, I don't think I really processed death completely. I just knew that I wouldn't be seeing her anymore. And at the funeral, I do recall that me and my brother, who had learned sign language that past summer, we actually signed Kirk Franklin's Now Behold the Lamb, and how that really made a lot of our family happy and proud of us. Because we were growing up in Indiana, and if we got to see you in a calendar year, that was a great year. So now looking back on it as an adult, I'm pretty sure that did have a different meaning for the family members that were there, including my grandmother, who is now deceased. It's not hard for me to fathom growing up away from those who I love because that's what I know. That's what both of my parents know. And for me, it's different from a lot of people who grew up in the same community, in the same city, maybe even the same home as a grandparent, as an aunt or uncle, or even having cousins nearby. But at the same time, I'm fortunate that I have a very, very large family. When I got older, I was able to move down here to Georgia and I was able to spend more time with them. I was able to see my aunts and uncles more. I was able to spend more time with my grandparents. 
And now when I see the Facebook memories that I made sure I always took pictures and I have audio on my old phones of them just saying, I love you, and even deep family conversations that I have forever. And I'm able to pass these things along to my God kids, to my nephews and nieces, that, hey, here's who your great, great grandparents would have been. And I'm glad I was able and conscious in those moments to record them, to freeze those moments in time, or to even write a status to remind myself whenever I read it again, what I was thinking, how I was feeling, because those do make the difference. But that's not addressing mortality. How do you feel when you know you're getting ready to transition out? How do you feel in leaving someone you love behind? Whether it may be a partner, whether it may be a parent, whether it may be a child. And what if you don't even get the opportunity to make peace in that moment and you're taken suddenly like a PNB rock, like a young Dolph, like a Nipsey Hussle? I'm glad I have my own personal relationship with Christ because I don't know what I would feel in that moment. And then if you fighting for your life, those last crucial breaths, what are you saying? What are you thinking to yourself? How are you wrapping your mind around the idea that I may not make it? We see people die in movies, but then again, being black in America, we've seen someone die in front of us. George Floyd took his last breaths with a knee on his neck, cried out to his mother who was already deceased. People did everything they could to help George in that moment. Even the young girl who recorded the entire exchange, eight minutes and 46 seconds, where we saw a man's life being snatched from him. And we don't walk out the house thinking we're not going to make it home. That's the humanity in us. That's the hope in us. We want to make it back home. But what if you don't make it home? I've had an instance where I was just taking out my garbage where guns were drawn on me by Atlanta police. That's something I've never forgotten. I absolutely have a disdain for police to this day because I wasn't breaking any laws. It didn't matter that I went through school, graduated high school, Went to college, graduated college, got a good paying job, paying taxes, voting, all the good things that they tell you as an American citizen you should do and you'll be okay. None of that mattered in that moment. It's pitch black. You see two flashlights coming from both ways and you know guns are drawn. None of that mattered. This podcast may not have existed. I don't get to witness the birth of my God kids or the birth of my nephew, ensuring the legacy continues. And to be honest, Maybe I don't see any kids of my own. I mean, I'm not trying to make any kids right now. That's not where I'm at in my life. But there's no possibility to make kids if I'm gunned down. So is mortality something that I'm fearful because there's nothing of my own direct lineage that I'm leaving behind? Am I worried that I haven't done enough in this career to have made an impact? Is it just going to be some byline, maybe on a T-shirt, maybe a hashtag? Maybe a few people throw up some old pictures of me and them and then forgotten about to all those questions. Yeah. But then I have to reflect on what all have I accomplished in 33 years. I'm proud of this career that I've built in radio. I'm proud of the legacy I'm already handing over to my nephews, to my nieces, to my siblings, to my God kids. I'm proud of all that. And to know that I'm making both of my parents proud, that should be enough. But am I satisfied enough? with leaving the impact with the world. That's what I'm working on right now, because I'm not. 
when I think about Kobe Bryant, I think of a devoted dad who has spent over 20 years of his life in the NBA. He was a devoted father, devoted husband, but it also found a new path, a new career that he was going to really hit a stride in and will never know what that could have been. So if I was asking myself, would you be worried about leaving unfinished business? The answer is yes. Like with no hesitation. I have about six or seven projects in my head right now that once I get them out, I'll know I'll be satisfied. But those projects require time. They require energy. They require resources that right now I do not have. But I'm also actively making sure I'm taking the steps to make those things happen. I've seen people my age, people I went to school with, that were living in their passion, living in their truth, and living their dreams, and unfortunately weren't able to fulfill that due to their transition. And truthfully speaking, I do know some families that are just like, we can't take on that role. We can't take on everything that just happened. Or maybe it's the idea of continuing to carry that weight on their shoulders is too much. And again, that's all speculative. I could be having it all the way wrong. But I'm just speaking for myself. And if I was to pass right now, I don't know if my nephew would want to do radio. I don't know if any of my God kids would have that ish to be like, oh, I want to do what my goddad was doing. We've not gotten there yet. But do I want to make sure I've left enough impact with them to know who I was, know what I stood for? Absolutely. And in a way, this is going to help them understand me. This podcast, this episode in particular, I want them to know that I love them more than life itself and that I'd be willing to die for them so that they can have a life, pursue their passion, to pursue their dreams. I'm not at every basketball game, not at every football game, not at every baseball game, not at every cheer competition. I think y'all kind of get where I'm going with that. But their goddad has their back every step of the way. And even this past year, a house fire did happen in Lafayette, Indiana, and I almost lost one of my guy kids. And that's how real it is for me. Mortality isn't something that I have to entertain and wonder, okay, what would this be like? I've had these situations on my front doorstep. And even locally, a one-year-old, Blaze Bennett, who's my third cousin, was actually kidnapped in a car theft. And thankfully, after 36 hours, he was found safe. Mortality. There's some kids that don't make it home. There's some kids that don't make it out that house fire. I'm grateful enough that I didn't have to go to two young funerals, that I'm not sitting beside mothers and fathers and siblings and family members mourning the loss of someone they cared about, that had a huge future in front of them, always wondering what could have been. So death is very real, and it doesn't have an age limit. You don't get to know the day you're going to leave this earth. I hope that you get to live a fulfilling life and that you get to chase after everything you ever imagined. I hope you get to see the world, you know, the world outside your own block and neighborhood. And I hope you don't run across people like this that feel like they can dictate your level of safety whenever you're somewhere you may not be familiar with. Check it out. If you're ever in Los Angeles and you are here handling business, make sure you tap in with some solid homies for your own security. Okay. The streets is dangerous. If you're not tapped in, you will get stepped on. Believe that. You will get stepped on. Believe that. The streets is dangerous. Tap in. Tap the f*** in. I shouldn't need to tap in just to survive. I shouldn't need to tap in if I'm just getting something to eat. I'm hoping that PNB Rock's family, the mother of his children, and his kids 
all have a solace in knowing that he loved them and that he left an impact with so many people, including myself. And so that is, you know, on recording and in perpetuity forever. I want all of my family to know, all of my friends to know, all of my enemies to know. I got love for you. I appreciate all the support y'all give me. I'm grateful that even in my flaws, y'all accept me for who I am and y'all build me back up every single day. So am I okay with the idea of dying? I kind of would say so, but that's contingent on me getting my ass to work. So there's more work to come. Understand there's some projects coming. There's more level ups to be attained. I'm just going to keep my head down right now and focus on the prize at hand. And truthfully, I know how long this episode was going to be. I thought it was going to be one of them real short ones, like six, seven minutes. But y'all got about 13 minutes out of me and counting. So I think it's a great place to stop. You know, this conversation may be picked up later on. And of course, you got to make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. So wherever you listen to it right now, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, just make sure you subscribe. Definitely follow the IG page, WDIND Podcast. And if you want to reach out to me directly, the email is WDINDpodcast at gmail.com. There's plenty of work coming. And I don't want you to miss it. It's season three of this thing. And I promise to keep having real conversations with even realer guests in real time. I'll see you back here next Monday for What Do I Do Now?